0: Welcome to the Success Agents Podcast, where we deliver weekly guests that bring insights to the elements of your business, to become more profitable with skills and knowledge and tools, help you with more automation so you have less procrastination, with your host, J.P. Fluellen. What up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Success Agent Podcast. Um, we are having a great time. Growing this, uh, growing this podcast, growing our audience, growing people to come learn and drop some knowledge on y'all. Uh, on y'all. like I sound like I'm from the south or something. And we're, yeah, we're up way up in the uh, north, not North Dakota. That's where I'm from, North Dakota. But uh, yeah, we are in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So for those of you in small towns, we can help you grow and scale your businesses to levels that you've never imagined. And uh, last week we had Josh Cunningham with Rockerbox. Uh, uh, actually, it's been a couple weeks now. Um, pretty fantastic. It was really good uh, talking about teams scaling, having uh, month, uh, daily huddles, talking about how to motivate your teams and keep them on track to hit their goals. And uh, we had a good time. So check out that episode with Josh Cunningham from Rockerbox. He's way down in uh, College Station and uh yeah, that guy's got it dialed in in terms of follow up on your leads. And uh he actually runs a call center, uh ISAs inside sales uh associates and uh he knows the the all the metrics, how many calls you got to make to get conversions and so on and so forth. So With that being said, this, we're going to be starting a small series on starting from ground zero to uh, actually having a successful business. And so we're going to be talking about uh, the journey. So when you first get in the business and you're like, oh, this is a fantastic opportunity, unlimited income potential and flexible schedule. Well, I'm going to break it to you. The reality of it is, is that although it may seem flexible, uh, our clients dictate our schedules. I've heard it said so many times from different agents all over the place: you got to take control of your schedule. You've got to be able to be able to tell your clients with respect that you can't work after five o'clock and not on weekends. Well, you can try it. I know from personal experience that you're going to artificially keep your uh, success limited uh, as a result of doing that um, on a lot of fronts. Um, one is, you know, our clients are not always available when we want them to be. And so that can be uh, a difficult way to grow your business. I have seen some agents that just, they, that's just the way it is, you know, and that's fine. You could do the just the way it is thing and then you can uh, just, uh, you know, have a limited income potential instead of unlimited income potential unless you're able to quickly learn how to scale your business faster than uh, anyone else. So I have not cracked that code. I have a successful path that I will show you. And uh, just to kind of give you a little bit of a, a story in terms of when you first get in the business, I think you can learn a lot from just telling the story And then you can just interject your life's experience into that. So prior to getting into real estate, um, I had over 30 jobs before I was 30. So I'm sure there are some of you out there that can relate. Uh, You know, I always knew that sales was gonna be the path, I just did not know what was the right path. I always, always had this mentality that, you know, I can be in control of what I make if I have some sort of sales commission, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I've always typically had base salary plus commission. That was kind of the typical story. Uh, for me, um, I did everything from, uh, slinging cell phones at colleges way back before there was, you know, these small little phones you could put in your pocket. Um, you know, i I'm, sure some of you have watched saved by the bell if you haven't you're not American I'm just playing but uh the Zach Morris phone that big gigantic thing you know I was slinging those at uh community college um and uh, it was interesting like even back then you know trying to get people on this idea of having a phone on them all the time was uh pretty strange um so I did that. I did car sales. I worked at an Ag Depot for a while doing canister maintenance. I sold sunglasses. I sold tires. I sold service. I've sold you name it. I, I sold, I actually did, uh, I was working for a rental car company for a while. I was in the cellular phone industry for about five years. Um, and, uh, you know, I sold office supplies, you name it. I did door-to-door sales for a year, slinging boxes of frozen meat. Now, I know some of you have heard, heard about that, and I'm sure some of you have actually done that. Um, but there is a certain set of skills you learn when you're doing door-to-door sales because it is like nothing that you've ever done. Um, it is the coldest sale that you've ever experienced. So, um, then I just, you know, decided I needed to become an investor. Uh, I had some outside family influences that kind of dictated that path. And, uh, I hated school. I sucked at it. I went to college for eight years and, uh, you know, people that go to college for eight years, know what they call them a doctor? Yeah, that wasn't not me. I was a professional, uh, student, if you will. And I was in school for eight years and never got my degree. I was actually a semester away from getting my four-year degree and just I just didn't really care. I, I was very observant, you know, and I've always seen people with degrees seeing, you know, that they're, they're just not, nearly, not any more successful with a degree than they would be without one. Um, you know, I mean, if a person has a good work ethic, you can make the same kind of money as a person with a degree and uh that was not leverageable that was not sustainable and that was not uh you know we're not built like our parents you know back in the old days it was like find one job whether you hated it or loved it you stayed there for 30 years and hopefully there was a pension of some sort and that was just kind of the the path and uh I, that I just was not built that way I'm I I had to find something that worked with my personality had to work with the way that I was built and it just so happened that real estate was was that key so so fast forward to 2010 and I had got my real estate license and I was completely terrified because I was not built for school like I said before And they said, oh, and by the way, you have to take this course. And uh, where we're at, it's 10 straight days, 10 hours a day. And then you have to study for like three to four hours every single night. And it is like crashing, like a crash course for finals and you're trying to cram as much information in because you weren't in class for the entire semester and so now you're trying to cram all of your information in in a week and then at the end trying to pass a test and that was insanity so luckily I was able to do that and then pass the first time so my biggest fear was I didn't want to take the test twice I was just ingrained in my mind that I was like, I'm just not going to take it twice. So I will do whatever it takes. And this business is a whatever it takes kind of business. And so at that time in 2010 up here, you know, our crash didn't happen until 2010. And um, when I got into business, I, I hated my old job so bad that I didn't do anything for six months. And some of you might be that way. Some of you have probably had your license for longer than that. And you're the same way. I hated my old job so bad that I just did not want to do anything. So my routine for, further, for the first six months was get up in the morning, do my thing, get ready, get out the door, show up at work because I had an office at that time uh, outside of my home and got there 9.30, 10 o'clock. There was a couple of meetings I went to was there for about three hours. Then I went home and played video games every single day. And that was just the routine because I just was not, I wasn't ready to work. I was just, I was tired of working 60 hours a week for $11 an hour and it was terrible. So I did that. And then uh, I also owned some rental properties. So I was kind of doing some of that as well in the middle of my video game actions. And decided that that was, my wife was like, so when are you going to sell something? I said, well, I don't know. I don't really know what the pathway is. I don't know what the training is. I don't know any of that stuff. So, you know, most offices, here's your keys, here's your office, figure it out. So I tried to figure it out and realized there was a gap at the market at the time. There was tons of, we're in a military town. So there's a lot of people that buy with a VA. And if you're just getting started on your journey, you'll get to know about VAs. But uh, the long and the short of it is is that it's a great program for military folks with no money down. Uh, the one thing that is um, important to note is that there is uh, a funding fee in that loan and you're typically, when you get started, if you can get the no money down, um, you're upside down for the first two to three years because they roll all of your funding fee into your mortgage and for those of you that are in the lending world that uh, make some comments in the notes if I'm if I'm off base on that but I'm pretty sure that that is um, a reality. So um, the best thing to do is if you can have that two and a half percent to three percent down in the beginning then you're in good shape. So what was happening is we had all these VA loans out there All these people were underwater because we got hit with our um, 2008, which happened in 2010, 2011 here. And we had a lot, a lot of people that were underwater and had to move. And the problem was is that they couldn't sell because they didn't have the funds to bring to closing. So they ended up renting a lot of those properties out. And so I saw a light bulb moment there and I convinced my broker we needed to get into property management, and uh, we took on probably 20, 25 properties, and um, with the end goal in mind that once the market changed, that we would get out of the property management business, Um, but this was kind of just a stopgap to uh, create an opportunity, and so my first year in real estate, I converted 18 renters into buyers. And that was my income stream for leads, and so that worked out quite well until the rental market kind of softened up, and uh, a lot of folks were wanting to do more long-term investment-type rentals, and that was just not my that was not my end game. You know, this was just kind of something to get me rolling to kind of figure out what this real estate business is all about. And so what I would suggest you're getting brand new in the business, you're trying to get things rolling, figure out what, if there's a problem in your market that you can fix, that you can also uh, leverage your business with. So take a look at what's going on in your market and figure out, you know, what is the least path of resistance to get leads? You know, whether that's, you know, you're going to tips groups or you're going to, you know, uh, farmers markets or whatever it is and get out there and hand out business cards and, uh, where always be branded. So one of the things is that, you know, I, I, I got this hat here has my logo on it and, um, I all I just you know it's a conversation starter. People are like, "Oh, what's that Titan Real Estate team? What's that EXP all about?" And so it creates an opportunity for me to have a conversation that you know is a little bit warmer than "What's up, dude? Hey, hi, hi. My name is. What's your name? What do you do?" Da 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 da. da and it turns into some awkward kind of confrontation, and so you know always be branded. Uh, that's that's some a, a word of advice when you're out there in the marketplace. And, um, so yeah, when you first get in the business, you know, make a list of everybody that, you know, get on Facebook, start messaging everybody that, you know, find a niche, you know, some, some way of getting in front of people, having real estate conversations and hand out, you know, 20 business cards every single day. And just doing that alone will get you business. But it is a mindset. It is a routine that you have to get in. You have to be entrenched in this world every single day. I tell people all the time that real estate is not a career. It's a lifestyle. You got to live it, breathe it, eat it, you know, every single day. And uh, so... I'm going to leave you guys with that one for today. These are just going to be little bite-sized tidbits on how to keep it moving in your business. And um, if you guys want to get a hold of me, you can call me anytime. I'm doing free coaching calls. We actually just launched our coaching company, uh, Titan Real uh, Titan Elite Coaching. And uh, more details to come on that. Um, I actually partnered with my wife on that one. She is a psychologist. She's been doing psychology for 15 years and she knows her stuff. She has a unique perspective that I, I think nobody in the industry has. Um, I don't think there's anybody doing coaching, uh, from a actual, uh, psychological perspective that allows people to, uh, think differently when it comes to doing real estate. And um, I also have a book out called "The Real Estate Brain: uh, Seven Ways on How to Buy Like a Pro." This is actually a really good book for for real estate agents to give to their clients um, because it talks about the things that we don't talk about with our clients, such as uh, how to behave in the marketplace, multiple different agents calling different, you know, calling the listing agent instead of the buyer's agent. Thinking they're gonna get a better deal, like all these different conversations that we wish we had with our clients. And for those of you that um, know what I'm talking about, this is a great book to be able to get out there um, to to your folks, so that you can start ha- having some real conversations instead of you know being a pop tart agent where you know you get a lead coming in you just pop out of your seat you just run around and like you're like a chicken with your head cut off and they're like hey how many houses do you want to see da, 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 da. you know they don't even know you dude they don't know you and you're just jumping out of your seat to go show them a house you know you don't know what's going on on the other end cuz you didn't have that conversation and so this just helps have those conversations that we all should be having with our clients about uh, especially your buyers agents i know in a lot of areas you've got you're split between listing agents and buyers agents, and this is a really good book on just some examples of things that have happened through my career, and uh, you know, keeping everything anonymous. Uh, but uh, there's some really good nuggets in there in terms of uh, being able to have those real conversations. That book is out on Amazon right now. Just type in J.P. Fluellen or the Real Estate Brain, and um, you guys can also uh, reach me on Facebook. Um, I am at, uh, JP's real estate page, or you can go to the Titan real estate page, uh, on Facebook. And, uh, if you want to know more about, uh, joining our team or joining EXP, uh, just reach out to me, Fluellen at gmail.com. And we will catch you guys on the next one.